Okay, hello everyone and welcome along to Championship Drill, our kind of midweek special before kind of a, a few games at the weekend in the FA Cup and that as well, but we're going to look back at the midweek action. The first kind of a, a couple of stories, I suppose the big news, um, and when we wrote up the match reports, it hadn't quite happened yet, but uh, Cardiff sacked their manager and yep. it looks like they already have somebody in. Yeah, big Mick is coming back. Big Mick is coming back. I know, yeah, I know Jerry wanted him at Preston. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I personally would have liked to see him go to Preston because you know we have a great connection with Preston and the Irish lads, um, and it's always another meeting big Mick. But Cardiff for a huge club, and I think they have a lot of funds, and I think Steve will be delighted with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love to see Mick back in managing anyone because he is he just whenever you talk to him, he just loves football. He just absolutely lives and breathes football, and he is going to do some job there. His record in the championship is unbelievable. From when he took Millwall, mm -hmm. I think the third place there one season. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. he became Ireland manager the first time. And then he obviously he brought Wolves up. And when he took over that Wolves team, they were they were awful. Yeah. You know, and he built a whole squad out of the young players and buying players from the lower leagues. And he got them into the Premier League and he kept them in the Premier League and then didn't quite you know, the same thing then when he was kind of uh, at Sunderland and a bit switch. He's just, he's just been so good wherever he's been in the championship. So, Cardiff, I think, can count themselves lucky to get him. But we were talking about him on the last show and we were saying, you know, when big mix around, there's real pressure on the managers and Cardiff are the ones that thought, you know, we're going to pull the plug here and we're going to get him in quickly before somebody else beats us to it. Yeah. Yeah, we knew it was coming yeah, off. So. Yeah, he's always he's always mentioned in our shows. To be fair, but like as you say, ex experience speaks for itself. Like Mick is um, he's an absolute icon when it comes to, to Irish football and what he's done for our country. And as a manager, like he's he's really highly regarded. He's still quite young too. Like um, and just he's he's a good kind of man manager. Like we've always had stories of you know players that love him and stuff. And as you say, he's he's definitely going to take care of Fanny up. I'd say I'd be fairly surprised if they um. If they don't improve from here on, and you can only imagine Mick with a budget like he's so used to working with so little budgets, you know. But Cardiff seem to have money. Yeah. You can only imagine Mick with a budget like he'd really, um, he'd really do well. And it's it's good news for the Irish players. Any any Irish player right now that's in the championship or you know in Ireland that are that looking yeah. for a big move, I think Mick will um he look after them like he knows what players to go after, you know. And that's it too. He has a lot of like. With the Irish players, he knows an awful lot of them, and not even the ones that are in around the first team. Because I know when we were chatting with Mick, um, whenever it was before lockdown that time, he was talking about the likes of Dan Crowley, who was out on loan for Birmingham, playing in Holland, and then the young kid that's up at Celtic that you know they signed from Bolton. And he just knows so many of the Irish players through all the different age groups that he probably already has his eye on one or two of them that he thinks could do a job at Cardiff that he could probably bring in on loan or permanently. Yeah, that that young lad, right there. I think his name is um something Connell. He's uh, he's at Celtic at the moment, but yeah. yeah, Mick Mick knows the Irish league in and out. Like I know he's attended a lot of games, even when he's not an Irish manager. You'd always see him at a city game, or you'd see him up in Dublin. And um, he's got a fascinating, a fascinating insight into into kind of prospects. And I say, lads, it's only a matter of time before Jack Bourne does a U-turn and comes to comes to the championship because. We know he really, really worked hard to get that Jack Bourne deal. Um, so it's a win-win for Jack Bourne. He's, he's got a contract. He's in Cyprus, a couple of weeks out in Cyprus. He'll probably be yeah. back in the championship now next week. You know, there might be something there where they can terminate a contract or something. Possibly, possibly. Um, 
other good news, I suppose, to come out of Cardiff was um, there was a nice interview where Sky Sports did with Sal Bamba. They think might actually be oh, up on their website if people want to check it out. And um, after he's gone through his first dose of chemotherapy, and he seems in good spirits, he's talking about doing his coaching badges while he has a bit of free time on his hand. And um, he was very excited about Mick coming to the club because he said he's someone he's talked to before. And obviously, if you're a if you're a guy, and obviously you know Sal Bamba has the positive attitude that he's going to get over this cancer and start going into, he said, hopefully still play, but certainly going to coaching. Having someone like Mick around to pick his brain can only be a good thing for yeah. For someone like Sal, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, and the thing as well, like, just Sol himself, even from interviews I've seen with him in the past, he's so positive person, yeah, yeah. So, he looks good. So, we're going to move on to the games in a minute. The first game is the Derby game, but just um, before we go into that, one of the things with Derby was the takeover still hasn't happened. Rooney's getting sick of the questions, which did come out in his post match kind of interview the other night was the Derby players still haven't been paid December's wages. Mm. Yeah. I mean, how long? Like, there must be something there. So it's credit to the players that they're still going training, that they're still giving their everything for the club and a, a good win the other night. But that will come to in a second. But how long can this takeover drag on? And how also, long yeah, yeah. I think Jerry was telling us about that during the week. Yeah, um, just speaking of Richard Keogh, he's actually on the move. Yeah. Has he moved to Huddersfield? He's on the move. He's going to Huddersfield. Yeah, big, big move for them. Big move for them. Um, but yeah, it's it's strange. How long can Derby go on without paying the players? I mean, there has to be a point for the players. Well, the Premier League, like, attempt the, the EFL will step in. Like something has to be done, and I don't know. Maybe there's assurances that the owner is going to take over in the next few weeks, or something that's there. Um, but I can't keep going on with the players. It's not encouraging. It's not- it's not because, as, as you say, like if 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 this goes on, like if if they can't pay wages for one week, then it means they're going to owe double the week after. So yeah. it's it's already a lose lose situation yeah. unless someone has lots of money and comes in. But yeah, they could end up getting points to talk the lads. This, that's this the thing be, that's happened to Shed. That's what happened could, to Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, because you're you're talking about you know you're talking about like you're saying it's the twenty second of January and Rooney was talking the other day they haven't yet been paid for December. So you yeah. have to imagine they haven't been paid in January either. Yeah, the catch-up game is horrible, lads. Like if this, this, this could be the case that Derby go on a winning streak, right, and, and survive relegation, and then at the end of the season, EFL will say, "Oh yeah, we're going to deduct these six points and twelve points because somewhere along the lines he covered up something." Yeah, and boom, we found out, and here's your deduction. But like, it's not, it's not encouraging, and and when you fall behind in anything, like. It's, it's always a double whack the week after, or you know, it's a triple whack the week after that. Like, just there's, there's boys on, there's definitely boys in that team that are on 20 grand a week. Um, Rooney's yeah. probably on more than that, like, you know, but it's it's just, it's, it's, I've never seen Derby in such a bad state. Um, and I just think they're in trouble. But I think, I think, this, I think the fan, this, this problem goes all the way back to Lambert because he's 10 lone players in. Yeah. Was that going, Jerry? You, you wonder, then, like, you know, with the loan players, like, I, I know a lot of the clubs actually play, they pay for the player when he goes on loan to a club, but you could be right in the sense that he has left, um, he's left a little crack there in the club, uh, Phil, like, you know, with the whole loan thing, yeah. and money being paid yeah. up, but 
I'm telling you, lads, Derby are going to be in huge trouble. Like, you know, we we, we said around October, November, didn't come out of that. They're, they're really in deep water now at the moment. And, you know, Rooney's retired. I'm all along saying it's the wrong move for him. Like, I know he wants to be a manager, but still a bit young. Um, I just think they're in trouble. Like, I you know they have to pay, obviously, Richard Kyoto, there's two million compensation. I know, I know Jordan Ivey's going through a tough time. You know, today there was a big statement that he's, he's got his own issues at the moment. Derby yeah. are in a really dark place. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how they get out of it, you know? Yeah, but you're yeah, right, they're, though. They're if, they get, be... if they get to the last game of the season and they're adopting points, they're in real, like... That will happen. Yeah. And plus, they probably need a few players into the club and they're not going to be able to get them until they sort out the wages. That's it. Yeah. No. But we might as well move on to the positive derby note from during the week anyway, which was the 1-0 win over Bournemouth. Um, Rooney's first win since he became the permanent manager. Bailey with the goal. Um, yeah. I know derby were very good in the first half. Yeah. Um, could have been a few more up, didn't take their chances. But in the second half, you could see the nerves of a team that haven't won very many recently. Yeah. And they just yeah. went deeper yeah. and deeper and had a few chances on the break, to be fair, derby. But Bournemouth, you know, they, they pushed and they pushed. Jack Wilshere came I, on for a debut. I thought Solanke missed some fierce chances. He did. He did. He missed a few. Um, and it was just one of those days where it just seemed it was just Derby's day. Yeah. Like, shots were firing in that were going, like, centimetres wide. Yeah. You know, they were yeah. so close at times, Bournemouth, to getting a goal, but they just couldn't. And, yeah. um, I don't know, at the end of the day, Derby, huge, huge win for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you impressed with how they defended? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, Matt Matthew Clark is immense. Like Andrew Andrew Wisdom is he's former Liverpool player. This guy was on the one at some big clubs in Austria and Germany. But like, like Colin, Colin Kazim Richards deserves a round of applause, man. It's like that man has really lifted that club. Like yeah. he's got experience, but he's really, really lifted that club. Like Nathan Derby's yes. been immense. Um. But yet again, that back three of George Evans, Andrew Winsdom, and um, Matthew Clark, like is, it's really, you know, what I mean, they're really kind of they're fighting tooth and nail there to to keep their clean sheets, and they're doing a good job. But look, it was a great result and a shock, absolutely shocked at the result. To be honest, yeah, I thought they were on equalise. As Steve said, they were kind of very edgy yeah. and cagey towards the end. Yeah, but I don't know. Bournemouth now are kind of not on a great run themselves. No. Um, I think yeah, they could drop out of the playoffs if teams win games in hand. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but um if they can get Jack Wilshire firing to have the likes of Brooks, Cook, and Wilshire in that midfield, yeah. That's gonna be exciting to watch. Yeah, they'll get them off. Yeah. They'll get them across the line. Yeah. You know, like, if they can Steve, you you know, you know Wilshire from being, you know, a former yeah. Arsenal player like Quite young, like in, in, injury prone. But if, if he if he was to stay fit, it is is he an absolute worldly still? He's unbelievable. His his ability to find space in the pass is unbelievable. And even the other night, having not played, I think he played once for West Ham this season. Yeah, there was yeah. a moment I don't know if you remember Phil, where he got the ball and he kind of flicked it up over his head and the defender's head. Yeah, and got to it on the other yeah. side. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he turned 29 about three weeks ago. It's not like he's 35. Yeah. If it's they can keep forever. him fit, you know, he's got another three or four good years in him. Right. Um, right. Like, yeah. And he's been to Bournemouth before. He was on a six-month loan deal before there. So he knows the club. 
you know, he knows what it's like to play for Bournemouth and the style of football they want. So it's, I think it's a good move for Bournemouth and it's a good move for him because um, he needs to be playing football, which he hasn't done for the last three or four years because yeah. um, mm-hmm. for one reason or another, injuries mainly. But if they can get him fit and firing, he's, he's still an unbelievable talent because you don't lose that. Is it the case, though, Steve, that he peaked so young? You know, you know alone was a worldly at the, at the age of 18, 19, 20, 21. Is it the case he peaked so young and, and he's going to do a Michael Owen on it? Or do you reckon it's just a case of, you know, he's, he's been very unlucky and he can't stay fit? Because obviously he's been working with a lot of guys in America and I know he's been, he spent a lot, of, a lot of weeks in America and he's working with the best in the business, but it would be an absolute pleasure if that man could stay fit. Yeah, I think it's kind of probably a bit of both, really. I mean, they, they relied on him so much when he was a young fella, they probably overplayed him, which clubs don't tend to do anymore. They kind of learn from that mistake, which kind of frustrates fans at times when you have a really good young player breaking through. You don't really understand why they're not playing them three times a week. But they, they just learn from their mistakes that way because when you're 16, 17, you're still growing. It's important to, to get that rest and... Sometimes players can be overplayed, but also different kind of injuries he's had throughout the years, especially on his ankles, yeah. have been like yeah. just. And it's the type of player he is, um, because he's skillful. He's often getting to the ball just before the defender, and they're catching him a lot. And he was fouled a lot, and you know he's constantly being kicked when he was younger. And I think that just took a toll on his body, like you said, as he was still growing, and he picked up a lot of like ankle injuries and lower leg injuries and. You know, but if they can get him fit and firing, he's he's yeah, going to be yeah. an asset for them. And yeah. to have Brooks and Cook alongside him in that midfield, it's going to be something fun to watch, I think, because the three of them uh, are just amazingly gifted footballers. But Bournemouth will need that because they are slipping down the table. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose we better move on to the second game, which was a kind of a strange one in, in terms of we have these in number a team wins 3-0 but you know it wasn't really a 3-0 match in some respects um, Reading beating Coventry 3-0 you know uh, O'Hare had a good chance Ostergaard who had about three or four headers in this game that he could have scored with he had a good chance as well he put it just wide before Joe put Reading in front with what was his 17th goal of the season he's having some year for Reading yeah yeah unbelievable I mean, you know, yeah. the sec- you know, just in start of the second half, um, Rinomota got their second goal. And then Coventry again had a few chances. Ostergaard, like we said, again, a couple of headers, didn't do well. And then uh, McFadden's second yellow card kind of stopped their momentum. Great free kick then from Swift. Yeah. yeah. Put Reading 3 0 up. But um, yeah, I mean, feisty game, definitely. Game. Yeah. Huh? It was a feisty game. A lot of yellow cards in that game. I think it was a feisty game. Yeah. It was, it was. It was a feisty game. But it was one of those games that reminded you of kind of early season Coventry where they just, you know, they just went for it. Yeah. Yeah. And they just came across a Reading team that took their chance as well. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I still still maintain Coventry will be, they'll stay up. But uh, this this Reading team looked great. And when you have an informed striker, you're, you're on a winner. Like, you know what I mean? It's, It'll be very hard not to, to keep it on playoffs. Like so, interesting times. We we didn't expect Reading to, to be there about the season, but they've maintained that form. They've they've been on one or two kind of losing streak, but they've been solid. Like to be fair, and I think they're uh, they're definitely able to show hundred percent. Yeah, can you see Reading keeping it up there as well, Phil? Uh, 
I think if they're there in March, yes. It's just they, they tend to have these blips and it kind of goes off the walls a little bit. Yeah, but when you have a striker like said it like Joe who's got 17 goals already this season. But um, yeah, I know, yeah. You know, it's it, it's it's like no coincidence that a lot of the teams up at the top of the table have players who are scoring a lot of goals. But when he was injured, um, they were really struggling, weren't they? Yeah. They were. They were struggling to get the goals and you know as Blackburn do when Armstrong wasn't there for a few weeks. Yeah. And there's an international break coming up in a few weeks. Another one. (laughs) And uh, we'll come to the games later on, but they're kind of a bit all over the place next week because of the FA Cup and then championship games. And then some teams are playing twice. Other teams are playing once. Um, strange one, strange one. We move on then. Two games are called off. Blackburn Swansea was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Uh, we had already talked that Sheffield Wednesday and Wickham was going to be postponed because of COVID. And then we come to one of the weirdest games of of the midweek, which is the the three all draw Rotherham Stoke. Because is, coming is, into is, this one, isn't this there Stoke's was a weird ten games? Wasn't there a weird TikTok video going around where the lads were just headering it? Ring it all up, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this game was nuts. It was absolutely like said Stoke have been very low scoring games for the last 10. Um, and like before that, they were in a few high scoring games, but not recently. Yeah, but it seemed like every time a shot it was on target, it went in. In this one, <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah. Nick Powell's yeah, high scoring games when they beat Liverpool, it's there. Well, let me ask you Nick Powell yeah. was outstanding. He was very good. He's been good the last couple of weeks. He's been good all season, really, for him. He might go but, back to um, a free goal. <laughs> a free goal, goal from uh, McDonald gave Stoke to lead. There was a bit of is it Frank Sinclair used to get all the own goals for Chelsea back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, Frank. There was a touch of that about this one where he was he was what he was about you know eighteen yards out from his own goal out near the edge of the box. Yeah. And he and just stuck fair. a leg in it and went flying over his keeper. To be fair, he was just trying to cross the ball in and it kind of hit off his leg. Yeah, and it just went up over his own goalkeeper. It was a bizarre one. Um, Matt Crooks made it 1-1 after Battle, who was at fault, I suppose, for this goal. He gave the ball away on the sideline and the cross came in for Crooks to equalise. Um, a lovely second goal in by Crooks, really. Took yeah. it well. Um, yeah. Um, I suppose Smith had put Rotherham 2-1 up in the meantime Bat had, e- had equalised with a header made up for the mistake and then like we said Crook's second goal made it 3-2 and then there was Powell like you said yeah. he um, mm-hmm. levelled the scores with that one crazy yeah. last 15 minutes but yeah. um, stayed 3-3 at the end no goals in the last yeah. 15 minutes and also there could have been a winner at the end as well they, they were very close both teams had great chances in the last 15 minutes but score, couldn't score There, there's like I said, it was just a, one of those bizarre games that was just so entertaining Yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's it's why people love the championship because it could have, anything could happen in this match Yeah, but a uh, good point for Rotherham at the end of the day I suppose, even though they were ahead ahead twice in the game, they'll be a little disappointed I suppose they didn't win it, but Stoke have been going well, so it's not a bad point for either no. team, it would have been harsh for a team to lose this one yeah I think I actually said that game was going to be a 2-2 and all. I, I, yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it did, yeah. Close. Yeah. It's, um, you know, a crazy, crazy, crazy game. Um, we'll move on then to uh, Watford-Barnsley. And this game was kind of decided by a penalty. I, was, uh, I, I, I know. I thought it was very uh, harsh. 
that was extremely harsh because Deeney kicked the ball into the defender's chest. Yeah. It bounced up off the defender's chest and hit him in the arm. Yeah. Well, I, I the ref gave the penalty. Ball the hand, to be honest. He tried to hit it into his hand. That's yeah. what he was aiming for, but he missed. And it kind of hit him kind of under here and decided the old chest and bounced onto his arm. Then that was out like that. Yeah. And yeah. the ref gave a penalty. <laughs> It should uh, be a penalty. penalty. Yeah. Deeney kind of smashed it at the goalkeeper, who will be probably disappointed he didn't keep it out. Yeah. Because it nearly took him and all into the net with it. I think to mm-hmm. save Deeney's penalty, you just have to stand there. Just stand there and take one in the face, probably. Yeah. Because um, he just took it out and the keeper. Oh, he scores a lot of penalties. Yeah. And he, that's what he does. He just smashed it. And How many goals does he have this season? He's got a few. I'd say he's probably under the 10 mark because he didn't play for probably the first three or four months of the season. Okay. Yeah. I know how oh, many no. he has, but uh, yeah, a few. Yeah. A good window for Watford at the end of the day and Burnsley three defeats in a row now. Yeah, he's five goals, Steve. Five goals, yeah. yeah. And he didn't play for most of the season. I'd say those five goals have probably come in like half a dozen or in a dozen games or so. And right? penalties. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been one of those. Watford very good at home. Yeah. And if yeah. they keep that up, they surely are going to be one of the teams fighting to go up automatically. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I read it. Uh, yeah. Burnsley, though, are going to be you know, the new manager came in, he gave him a, a big bounce for quite a while, but three defeats in a row now. I know. Um, they, don't keep, they don't want to keep going on one of those kind of runs because as Birmingham City fans will know, it's very quick you get dragged down to the bottom of that table. Yeah. yeah. It's easy. Sorry, so, it's, what's that, that one question all the fans are asking, lads, it's who's the manager of Watford? So every, every four weeks they're asking who the manager is because it could be sad. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, I was just, just saying it could easily happen that they get dragged down. It could for Burnsley, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it is kind of amazing. Watford still have the same manager that they appointed about four weeks ago yeah. or five weeks ago, however it was. Whether he'll still be there at the end of the season, who knows. Um, Norwich, Bristol City. Um, Pookie was out for this one, so they had to bring in Hugo. And he didn't disappoint. He got both goals. I've never, for I've never seen a one side. I think this is the most one-sided game I've seen this season. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was almost, uh, without being harsh on the Bristol City players that came in, it was not quite as bad as when Liverpool were playing that Villa team or when Derby oh, yeah. put out their underage <laughs> side. But Bristol have a lot of players out injured at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cantwell was very good in this. Very, very one-sided. I, Hugo's first goal was brilliant header. Second goal was debatable. But like, they are just the best team, it seems, in this division by a street mile. Yeah. You know, you look at how good is it when you talk about certain teams that don't have a goal scorer and how they're struggling, and you look at Norwich, their main striker, Pookie, goes out injured, they bring in his replacement and he gets two. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what you, you want. If you look at Brentford... That's what you uh, want. That's what you want. Dream scenario it, is, for it, manager, is. Like. it is. Because if you look at, like we said earlier, like we said with Reading, if you take Joe out of that team, if you take Armstrong out of Blackburn, if you were to probably take even Tony out of Brentford, 
yeah. which she'll obviously be missing now. Yeah. We'll come to that in a minute. But um, you take those strikers out, those teams, and suddenly they don't look half as dangerous. Mm. But Pookie comes out at Norwich side, Hoogle goes in, and they look just as dangerous. That's it. You know, they're, I mean, they're flying it. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. flying it. But Bristol, Bristol are going to need their players back soon because they are really, really missing them, especially going forward. Do you reckon there'll be this year? Yeah. Do you reckon there's a circuit break coming in the championship? I don't know because a few of the games they're they're kind of push. The problem is, is you've got to pull the plug at the right time. Mm, yeah. And it's almost like they've let it go too long already. Yeah. Well, they have because it's 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 been at its worst probably as you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the likes the likes of Rotherham have three games in hand over some teams already. Sheffield Wednesday must be similar. Yeah, so if you're looking at that, you've got to be thinking to yourself, well, these teams, they've got they've got all this going on. They've got three games in hand. If we now stop the league for two or three weeks, that's two or three weeks more or that are gone. And these teams then are under even more pressure to make up those three games in hand that's in it. less of a space of time. Yeah. That's which it. is going to be really hard to do. So I think they've missed their window to do it. Unless things go absolutely crazy. Yeah, I suppose. And, and I it's can't be worse though. I maintain it. It, it. it probably can't get worse than it has in England. Yeah. Does England now has the highest debt rate in the world or something like that? Yeah, it's going it's getting out of control there. But the players, I suppose, are in their bubbles and they're tested every day. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, um things can go on. Yeah. We move along then to um this one, Brentford versus Luton Town. Um, one goal, two red cards in this one. Yeah, I, 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 thought they were very unlucky. They were very unlucky in this one. Got us with the goal, great cross from Tony. Yeah, and uh, the Iranian player tucks home nicely. Tony was later sent off. Um, kind of at the end of the game, there was kind of a bit of a fracas, and he he got a second yellow, didn't he? Yeah. And um, Lockyer got a straight red. The two of them were kind of at each other. Five minutes of the stoppage time, which the managers. Of both teams are going to be really unhappy. Their players got sent off yeah. five minutes into stoppage time and will now be both suspended. Both will be suspended now for the, the next games. Um, not a great game, no. really. No. Um, Collins had a good chance. Ray saved. I think he was offside anyway. Yeah, but there was another chance um, when he was clean through and he, he, I don't know. Didn't do well with it, yeah. Yeah, he just... Um, Clark missed a great chance. I think he sent it wide. Yeah. As well for um, for Luton in this one, but uh, they gave it a go, didn't they? Luton and I suppose Brentford hadn't played in a while, and yeah. they probably were a little bit rusty. Yeah, I think so. And um, Luton just, you know, they they did give it a go, and Luton can be happy. But um, Brentford move up to third with the win, game in hand over Swansea, which if they win they go ahead, and they haven't lost in the league since the twenty fourth of October. Um, yeah. you know, Luton dropped down to 13th and it's seven um, defeats in a row now in games they've played in London for Luton Town. So uh, they, they don't like being in and around London, even though Luton is pretty much in and around London um, for some reason. Yeah. But uh, down to 13th Luton, but they'll, I think they'll be okay, won't they, at the end of the season? Yeah, They're tough so, to beat. Yeah. yeah. I think good so. death in the squad. Yeah. I don't think they'll go down. And what about what about Brentford? Do you think it's hard to be, you know, when you haven't played like Sheffield Wednesday? Now we're going to find it again when they come back. 
and they haven't played in a while. And Wickham, I think, haven't played in a few Wickham have games three either. Games in hand. Yeah, they have three games in hand. You know, so it's like, and Brentford are coming off the back of having not played a few. Is it tough, you think, for them to just straight away just click back into it when they've been used to playing three games a week and suddenly they haven't played in a couple of weeks? I'd say it is, but if, if Wickham somehow get the win on that return game, then that momentum can help them, like, you know, so it yeah. can be a blessing. It just depends on how many games they have to play. In the championship, I won't be surprised if they play four games a week, you know what I mean? It's that yeah. bad, but look, it's, it's um, if we can get off to a good start in, in, in that game in hand, and they have the other two then as well, on top of that, on top of the fixtures they have, they could build a bit of momentum, like, you know, so it's, um, I'm just hoping they do it, because it'd be a great story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we move on then to um, to the Cardiff game that eventually got Harris sacked, yeah. um, they lost 1-0 to QPR, a uh, goal from Chris Willock. I thought it was a really well-worked move. Yeah. The finish wasn't the best. The goalkeeper probably should goalkeeper have saved it. It was, kicked straight it. At him. It was very poor keeping. The build-up on the move from the throw-in was quite nice, though. To get it to Willock. He didn't hit it very well, and the keeper should have saved it, and he didn't. Charlie Austin had a goal to slow for I have no idea why. They said Apparently high boot. They said high the, the player was nearly on the ground himself. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those where the player ducks down and it didn't even go near his head, it was more his chest. Um, yeah. Strange one, I thought, to disallow for that way. But uh, Austin and Dykes, the two of them up front together, looked really dangerous for QPR. Yeah. You know, they'll make a good, good partnership, I think, when you've got Dykes, who's big and strong, and Austin working off him. I think that'll be something good for QPR yeah. going Austin, forward. Austin's Cardiff fantastic. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. Austin's brilliant. Yeah. And to be, yeah, and it is kind of old school, the little and large kind of guy so with Austin and Dykes playing together. Like, it's, a, you know, a more modern-day version of it, I suppose, really. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they get on if, yeah. if he sticks with it. And we... We said Harris was in trouble already. He changed the formation for this one to a 4-4-2 diamond, which mm. kind of, you know, stank of desperation in some ways. Players didn't look like they'd ever played that way before. Yeah. But they had a, a few chances, I suppose, Smitty's and more, especially in the second half. Yeah. Um, Yang made some good saves from them. But Cardiff weren't great. And I think it was the right time probably to pull the, the plug on the manager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they have quality players at Cardiff. Like they need they they should be in the top ten at least. Yeah, they yeah, should. Yeah. They should yeah. be in the top ten. But like, yeah. Um it'll be interesting to see what Mick does with that group of players, because like I said, they do have good players and he might be able to bring in one or two more. And uh, we move on, I suppose, Huddersfield Millwall, Millwall winning this one, big win for them. Uh very early winner. He took it well. I mean, the defending was atrocious because the ball just seemed to run past about everybody who was in the box. Oh, yeah. To get them yeah. And uh, he took it very well in off the post. Um, the game was awful, though. I mean, Campbell hit the, the bar penalty with a penalty. Shockingly bad. It was bad. I mean, that was probably Huddersfield's only chance of the game, nearly. Yeah. And Millwall's goal was probably their only chance of the game. Yeah. There wasn't many good efforts in this one. Um. A scrappy yeah. enough game. I, I, know, I, I, was, I was listening to the manager afterwards and he was just saying, like, we just need the result. It doesn't matter how, how we get it. Yeah, but they were so wasteful. They had a lot of shots in this game, but very few on target. Yeah. 
um, you know, which which isn't great if your team is taking 15, 16, 17 shots, whatever it is, and you're hitting the target with like two of them. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's not great. And big win for Millwall because I think their manager was kind of in a bit of trouble as well. Yeah, he's um, on the Yeah, and they they haven't been good away from home either, Millwall. So, you know, kind of a strange one um, in terms of results for that one because you would have oh, expected... How was Paris yesterday or the other day? Um, I don't know. I didn't see him involved in anything that I saw anyway. Oh, unless he was one of those players in, in the box that... Uh, like, it, must be worrying, it must be worrying if you're like Spurs or whatever, loan them out and he's not good. It is. And I think we were talking about this online between ourselves, uh, was it yesterday, about just players in general and how sometimes you do have a young guy that'll score goals non-stop under 21s under 23s when they come up to senior football some of them just can't cut it I suppose even the likes of Francis Jeffers is an example of that a guy that so good underage never really did it he was yeah. big, big, he was okay when he moved to Arsenal yeah when he moved to Arsenal yeah yeah and even after that all the different places he went around the world and Sheffield Wednesday and everything he never really you know, delivered on what he promised yeah. That fella for United as well, Bacheda is another one. Yeah, yeah. And Ravel Morrison was another guy that was very, very good underage. Was there that was know, there lad good. for Liverpool as well, that young fella? Conor Cody? Yeah. Yeah, he could be the forward fella, the young fella. Aspis. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been, there's been you know, it, it happens, it happens. And even if you look at Arsenal, if you look at the likes of Eddie Nketiah, who's England's highest goal scorer now at under-21 level, you question marks whether he's going to have a, a good career or not. Yeah. yeah. It's, even you know, Solanke, so, Solanke won under-20, he won the World Cup under-20 with uh, England, goal and boot, yeah. so maybe, went to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So maybe it's a case of, I know it's very early on in Troy Parrott's career, but it might be a case of, you know, things have to, have to improve for him because he's never proven it at top level yet yeah. and you can score all the goals and rage you want but unless you can do it in the first team there's not much of a career there for you that's it, exactly. there's so many factors though as well I suppose the team he's playing with obviously they're not they're not um they're not creating much chances like you know it's if you went to a black hole you can imagine him down here the Elliot up front like it's it's a different story but hopefully hopefully yeah. Moonwall can um create some chances for him he, he is a product he's that's not it. a finished product yet but he'll get there. All right, so we move on then to um, another game that had uh, a bit of late drama. Uh, Nottingham Forest won Middlesbrough 2. Forest came into this having uh, not lost than seven, but they were totally outplayed in this game, really. Yeah, they were uh, not. Your buddy, Sam Belonga. Yeah, Sam Belonga. Nice finish for this one. And, you know, he yeah. was only about eight yards old, but he usually, took Usually he'd hit the post from there. You would think so, or the corner flag. But he managed to put this one in. Um, the most frustrating player the about the young lads. He could well have been. Yeah. I mean, he is the most frustrating player in the championship. Yeah, he, yeah. Because, like you said, he'll get the same chance in the same position next week, and he'll hit the post with it. That's it exactly. Um, nice tidy finish, and they seal victory. I suppose second half, Savile, with the goal for that one, and they just took their chances. Um, kept it tight. Forrest didn't, um, you know, get a, a shot on goal really until they scored a goal with so heading in, mm. you know. Um, 
I don't know. And then at the end of the game, where they were time wasting, it seemed like they were corner flag, yeah. and Ribeiro came over, and from one angle it looks like he really stamps on him. Yeah. From the other <laughs> angle, it looks like he's kicking the ball. Yeah. And the thing is, the referee was looking from the worst angle. Mm -hmm. The linesman is looking right at it. <clears throat> so Forrest will be, I suppose, I mean, losing 2-1. I mean, against the, you know, a good Burris side. They were seven now with a game in hand. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't very good. Like, this is probably the worst they played in under you. And that's what will disappoint them more than the result, is how bad they were. Yeah. Definitely. And they're getting dragged back down there again, Forrest. That's the thing. Like, if you start losing four games now, the next four games, there'll be a big trouble. Yeah. 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 And, but Borough, like, you know, seventh game in hand over Bournemouth. Win that, they go above them. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you know, we wouldn't have saw that maybe a couple of months back, but he's been on some run with them. They're doing so, so well at the minute. Um, I suppose we'll move on then to uh, Birmingham against the, the, the Ireland B team, basically, Preston. Yeah. Um, so Preston, good away win here, but Preston away from home are good. Birmingham at home are terrible. Hmm. So probably no surprise in the result I actually, here. I actually thought it might have been nil all, but... Yeah. But it was nice to see him after winning goal, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we see... We've talked about Malumbi because we've seen him play for Ireland, how good yeah. he's been. And that was a nice driving run that he just took the ball and he ran with it, yeah. which is something Preston fans have been crying out for. If That's you look it. through all their forums and on Twitter and everything, is they're sick of this long ball to the forward. Yeah. They want their midfielders to be running at people. And, you know, Malumbi will do that. And he did it. Set up Sinclair, who tucked it away nicely, to be fair. Um, Potts should have had a, a couple of goals. Yeah. One that saved when he hit the post with. Um, strange though. I mean, two teams definitely going in different directions. Preston, so up and down. They're only seven points off the playoffs though, up into tent. Yeah, um, like, yeah. If they could just get winning ways now at home, I think they could be a playoff team. And definitely. the thing is, if you're to say, look, we're only seven points off the playoffs. We're tent. We're, you know, we're kind of established in the top half now at this stage. Yeah, and um, going to be pushing towards the playoffs. You know the fans will be kind of happy, but they're going to be like wondering, like what could have been if our form wasn't so up and down. That's it, exactly. Um, and they have to create players to create chances, like as well. Yeah, I mean Birmingham are very frustrating. I mean they they looked like they might have turned the corner with a good win at the weekend. Yeah, and now they lose, and they're only six points above Rotherham, who have three games in hand. Um, I suppose correct to said afterwards the team deserves to be higher up the table but they just looked completely out of ideas when they got near the box yeah they don't have any like creative influences in any game I, every game I see I'm always thinking this is going to be either one nil or nil all yeah and it's you know they're, they're in real trouble Birmingham yeah whatever about Nottingham Forest and you know Cardiff and Millwall and some of those teams Birmingham are really in trouble of being dragged down into the relegation yeah. Um, Preston though they signed some good players like we talked about in the last show up in 10 seven points and we're talking about the likes of Blackburn maybe make a push for the playoffs could Preston be the team to make that run do you know what if they get their home win if they get their home games on thing they definitely 100% it's 
if they can start yeah. turning home games into wins and then picking up the, what they do away from home, they definitely could be fourth, fifth. Yeah. They're okay, really let me put the, this one to you. So for, like, say, the end of the season, let's say Preston end up finishing, like, eighth this season. Yeah. yeah. Um, do they need a new manager next season to to just take them to that final step of getting into the playoffs? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, but they need a move forward. Yeah. They need a forward and did in the summer, 100%. I think with a creative midfielder like Malumbi, I, I think he's on loan though only till the end of the season. He's only on loan till the end of the season. But um, like, he does really, really well. They might want to extend it for another season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know, uh, to be honest. Know, yeah. If they, get, in, if they him get him there. back again and they get a forward player, I think that they could easily be definitely challenging up higher. Definitely, um, definitely. Um, I wouldn't sack their manager unless they're in the bottom half. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, by the way, has been in touch with us. His computer has crashed. So oh, we'll, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. Can we get him back? All right. So, Jerry, you're, you're back with us after a few technical technical issues. Story of my life this week and, and last week, lads. So we, yeah. uh, myself and Phil, were talking about the Birmingham-Preston game there. So just a few things to ask you on it. Um, I asked Phil on Preston, uh, two questions really on them. One is their 10th at the moment, seven points off the playoffs. Can you see them making that push? I don't think so, no. Not, not this season. Um you know what I mean, I think they've been kind of they've been hot and cold. Um, but I don't I don't think they're gonna make they'll be they'll they will be close, but uh, it's a season where I would have said they should have made it, but I don't think that I don't think they're gonna come close to it all. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the follow-up question. And let's say they finish eight and they're like seven, eight points off the playoffs. Is it time then the summer to change the manager, or do you stick with him and just try and bring in a few more players for him? I'd rely, I'd rely on maybe if the fans are back for next season, I'd keep him. But um, I just think managers are unfortunate. Like it's, it's down to this whole COVID thing where teams play better with fans. And we've seen Preston's away record is incredible. The home yeah. record is sh- shocking. Maybe the relegation zone if it was all home games. Like, but yeah, um, yeah I, I, I just, they're a big club, lads. And if, I, I really wanted Mick McCarthy to, to perhaps end up there, you know. But it's... Um, I'm just shocked. They just, I just, they, they haven't been good enough this season. There, um, there's a lot of players they have to get rid of, and that's. I don't mean I'm not being harsh, but there's a lot of players yeah. that need to go, um, and they just need to sign new players. They need to. There's a bit of money at present, make. You know, we they signed the player already yeah. for a million. Like, that's a lot of money in the championship, in a sense. Exactly. We have a, it is. And, yeah. But there's money there. Yeah, that's so, we, were, um, we, were, we were also talking about. Um, how the fans of Preston have been talking about how they play a long ball forward an awful lot to the forwards and try and hold it up. Yeah. But we saw the other day, Malumbi giving them something that they've been crying out for, which is a midfielder who will run forward with the football. Yeah. Like, yeah. He could be huge. It doesn't work. They, they, need, they need to, statistically, they need to change. I mean, you can't, it, the days of lobbing a long ball into a, a big striker to hold it up and turn and it's over. You need to be creative, like you know what I mean. There's a lot of there's a lot more speed in the game today, a lot more skill. You know what I mean? It's it's a lot of players are going numb because they know they'll get the free kicks and the penalties. Yeah. You need you need speed, you know, speed kills. So I think it's just a case of um trying to trying to buy one or two players that can 
you know, open up that midfield and, and, and get defenders running at them where they can lay off the ball to a good striker. So it's um they, they have to spend it simple as, you know what I mean? They, there's players out there in League One, you know, there's, there's good players in Scotland and Ireland um, that are good enough to do that. Like, so, you know what I mean? It's, it's just a matter of time. But this whole old tactical lob the ball high to a, to a striker's feet and then, and then hope for the best. It doesn't Absolutely. work way, unless you have someone like Peter Crouch that will more than likely be able to go towards a goal and score. You know, but he's, That's he's yeah, yeah. And on the flip side of that, then Birmingham, the manager afterwards saying that they deserve to be higher up the table. You know, I mean, the point is they're not higher up the table. They're only six points above Rotherham, who have three games in hand on them. Um, you know, they're in real trouble, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, massive trouble. Massive. Um, if we get relegated, slow. to be honest with you. So it's before there, we, you know, it's it would be a disaster if they went down. Like it really would. Yeah. 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 So we'll move on, I suppose, to our picks of the week in some respects. The goal of the week for you guys. I'm going to say uh, Hugel Norwich. Well, the first one, I'm assuming, the second one yeah, will happen. First one. <laughs> I know it's all special mentioned for that free kick as well. Free kick was very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree with Hugo. I, I just thought the header was just so well placed. Yeah. It was great, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to agree with that. I'll make that three. Yeah. It's tough. Um, player of the week? Uh, Nick Powell. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Without, him, they Without him, they would have lost. I'm going to say Andrew Winsdom, lads, for, uh, for Derby County. He was solid yeah, through that game. Mm. Very good. Boylick as well had a good game for them. I'll give it to Hoogle again. I think it's just coming in for Pookie and scoring two goals. Um, your team of the week? Uh, probably Norwich. Yeah. I've, never seen, I've yeah. never seen a team dominate as someone like that. Yeah, they were very, very good. Very good. Uh, for yourself, Jerry? A tough one. Like, I, I could easily say Derby, but Derby were kind of veggie towards the end. But it's... Yeah. I'm going to say a derby for given all the circumstances and everything that's going on at that club, for them to get yeah. that one will against Bournemouth was was to me that was a great um a great yeah. feat. I I think likewise I'd give it to Derby just because like I said the players haven't been paid in weeks and weeks, so for them to stick together like that, no great win. Um and then your your shock of the week derby. Yeah, derby. Yeah. Derby winning. Yeah. Oh, for, for me, it has to be the three all draw. <laughs> okay. I didn't see that coming. Jerry did, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we move on then to the fixtures. Um, like I said, we probably we won't have a show this Sunday as usual because there's only four games in the championship this weekend. So we may as well leave it till the end of next week yeah. when uh, all these games will have been played. Yeah. Um, because I don't think anyone wants to hear us talk for about 10 minutes on four matches. Yeah. Um, so Friday, Stoke, home to Watford. Um, Stoke. Yeah, Stoke as well. Two one. Yeah, I think I think Stoke as well could win this one. So that's a Watford banker if anyone's doing a kung later. <laughs> <laughs> the bookies are sadly closed until another few weeks. <laughs> I'm sure people can find a way. Online betting. I'm sure they're online still if people had to. Um, Saturday, one game on Saturday, QPR home to Derby. Um, QPR. 1 1. Yeah. Yeah, I think a draw on this one too. I, I think, think it's the usual case of we beat the top team and lose to the next team. Yeah. 
Yeah, and QPR have been in good form lately too in terms of not getting results, but they've been playing well. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Preston home to Reading. So, yeah, we all know Preston are like at home. Uh, Reading. We're going to lose, yeah. Reading, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it could be a draw, that one. And then a good game, Middlesbrough versus Blackburn. Middlesbrough. Sunday as well. Yeah, Blackburn haven't played in a, a couple of games. And they played the weekend, so they'll be fresh. They'll have had a week off. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to go for an away with that one, Blackburn, that one. I don't know why. I'll go for the draw. <laughs> yeah, then that's the weekend games. And then there's a few midweek ones. Uh, Bristol, home to Huddersfield. Uh, Bristol. On Tuesday. Bristol City. Yeah, I think Bristol, if they get a few players back, if not, they can see Huddersfield winning that one. Yeah. Uh, all uh, Richard, Kuehl, Richard Kuehl for a winner. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, on top of that, then we've got Millwall home to Watford on Tuesday draw. as well. A draw. A draw on that one. Yeah. yeah. Poor old Watford having an awful week. According to Phil's not giving Watford a hope this week anyway. One yeah. point from two games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see Millwall crashing out winners in this one. So, yeah, no, could, know, yeah. you know, something click for them. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Like it would be another banker Watford win. Um, Wednesday, then a couple of interesting games. We've got Barnsley home to Cardiff. Barnsley not in great form. Cardiff, big Mick in. Yeah, Cardiff. Yeah. Then yeah. we see the big Mick impact straight away. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, so. I, Cardiff I think Barnsley are going to go on a downfall. They've lost their last three yeah. or four games. Yeah, so Cardiff for us in that one. All right. We'll move along then to... I don't know. What is our next game? Coventry, uh, Sheffield Wednesday? I don't know. Will that go ahead? Yeah, we don't know yet. At the moment it is, but we'll wait and see. Uh, Coventry. Yeah. It does go ahead, yeah. 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 Um, Coventry as well. Yeah. Coventry as well. And you, you were talking during the week, Wednesday, might have new, a new boss in. By Darren then. Moore, yeah. Darren Moore's yeah. favourite. So if they can get him in, who knows? Maybe Wednesday then. But like I said, it's a very iffy game, whether that'll go ahead. An interesting one then as well, Borough playing. They're the team that are they're actually playing two games, focus, um, as well as like Watford and a couple of others. But Middlesbrough home to Rotherham. Uh, Middlesbrough. Yeah. 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 I could yeah. I I think they could, but I think I'll go with Borough in this one. And then Wednesday, cracker of the game, this one. Second v third, Swansea v Brentford. A draw. Yeah. I see. I see. Wickham have no game in this whole thing. No, no, Wickham. That's what I said. Like it might be, they could have so many games in hand. That's what we're saying. If they were to go for a circuit breaker, you're going to have teams that will be playing every three days for a while. Yeah. At the end of that, so you know, yeah, Wickham not playing in a while. Even so. FA Cup game, I think, at this Saturday against Spurs, I think. Yeah. Swansea Brentford, though. You draw. say a draw. One, Phil? one. one. 1-1, one, one, yeah. 1-1, one, one, I'll say as well, yeah. 1-1, one, one, I'll say as well. I fancy it to be a draw as well because Tony's going to be suspended. Yeah. And I think Brentford would settle for a draw here, keep their yeah. game in hand advantage. Yeah. Um, a win for Swansea would be huge. A win for Brentford would probably be even bigger because they'd go ahead of them with a game in hand. Mm. Um, you know, so um, we will leave it there and we will probably be back sometime the end of next week, Thursday or Friday again. Yeah. And uh, we'll also have a bit of a chat about how the team's gone on the FA Cup then as well. 
Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening and we will be back soon. Yep. Cheers. Thanks guys.